Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Dunkin', we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. A bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more. And fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Two. I guess we're really... We're five. I'm the one that's supposed to do the countdown. Fuck you, Stan. <laughs> Eat a bag. Get corner. Corner is live in five. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. I'm Stan Grubb. My tag team partners joining us: Brian Taylor. What's happening? What is happening, sir? How are you? happening and of course from a uh, undisclosed location rob hafner how are you rob i am okay <laughs> poor rob you're gonna be all right man we're gonna get you through this <sighs> this too shall pass sir that's the rumor that's the rumor i don't know how true it is i haven't uh, confirmed with anybody but yes this is indeed the rumor you know it. <laughs> so, gosh, guys, we've got uh, a few things to cover. We've got uh, a new little, I don't know, a new bit or segment or whatever we're going to give a shot to. Um, but we've got a lot of a lot of ground to cover, and I thought we would start with the rumor that I just read no more than five seconds ago. I didn't even get a chance to ask you guys about this. But, That's your uh, gay. Uh, that is an unsubstantiated lie, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, no, in this case, we're actually talking about the rumor of WWE having interest in FTR. Big shock, big shock, that uh, they're actually interested in talking to FTR when their contracts come up. <coughs> I mean, Just why wouldn't they, right? In talking to them don't mean they're going to talk to them. Yeah. I can't see it, FTR responding to their to their call, so to speak. I mean, here here's one of the other sides of Cody going back to the E. Is now anytime somebody farts at AEW, someone's going to be like, "Oh, WWE's going to take them back." 
WWE's looking at him. The way, as unhappy as FTR was, I don't ever see him going back. I mean, WWE can offer them the world. Doesn't mean they're going to take it. Yeah, I had I, I saw the rumor. It came out of Fightful.com. Sean Ross Sapp is looking to confirm. He did, however, confirm that FTR's contract is expected to be up after another year. So it looks like that wait would be a while. Um, no, so their contract is up this year, but AEW has the um, option for another year. Is from the way I understand it. I can't see them passing up on an opportunity to keep, like, literally the top tag team in the industry right now. I mean, they have had more more potential five-star matches than anybody else tag team-wise this year. Anybody. Like, I can't think of any other tag team doing as well as they are right now. I would imagine you're probably right. And I just, I don't understand why, like, all these people that have left the WWE, they're like, now their AEW contract's up, they just automatically put them going back? Well, to Rob's point, I think that it's the the Cody effect, at least for now. You know, hey, Cody's gone, He's he's getting big pyro, he's getting a big payout, Maybe we could finally get that from the WWE. Never mind that we were, what were we, three, week three of Cody's return? Way too early to call that a success or a failure. Um, oh, they've already pooped it. Well, having him do a rematch with uh, Seth Rollins so soon, and you know 50-50 is going to happen at WrestleMania Backlash. So, yeah, I'm, I, I got to agree with you. I, I see this as a, a total lose in that situation. Well, plus, you throw the Miz in the mix. So, and then you throw in the fact that WWE has ran out of steam on naming their pay per views. I mean, I thought, you know, Roadblock and Exit Ramp and all those were stupid, but <laughs> now you got WrestleMania Backlash. Wonder if they'll they'll do another set of rematches and call it Roundabout. Well, that that's that's actually quite clever. <laughs> roundabout. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It's just, um, but it's I, alarming. To me, the thing about FTR, right, mm-hmm. is they want to be the best. They thought they could be the best in WWE, and now they're finding out, I don't need to be there to be the best. And I don't think it's about the money, because I'm pretty sure they probably have the money. I think right now it's about being the best. Well, it's also the fun of, I would think, they're the ones who started this whole thing with the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. You know? They're the ones who called out the, the, the Young Bucks before they were even released from WWE, you know? They started this whole going to a point, going across genres or, or promotions and stuff. So, I mean, why would you want to go back? I mean, it's just, for them, it would be a step back. And I agree. Like, we haven't seen how the Cody thing's going to pan out. But 
there's going to be those people that if he gets the belt, they're still going to be like, it was the worst thing ever. You know, if he doesn't get the belt, there's going to be people waiting to say, I told you so. Um, but FTR, I mean, it's just, just because their contract's coming to an end does not mean that Tony Khan's not already signing them to something else. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, the, the right of, uh, I guess it's kind of like the right of first refusal, so to speak. You know, he gets the right to re-up them or, or not. So, I mean, that's really the, the big, the big question here is, is do, excuse me, does WWE take advantage and try to try to make it right? And does AEW just say, no, we're not going to do that. My thought process is with the latter. I can't see Tony Khan saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's just let that contract lapse. No, he's, he's going to keep them because they're a huge, huge commodity for him. And even if he yeah, didn't, but that they, they couldn't was happen until was. next year. Yeah, Correct. But that couldn't happen until next year. Yeah. This year, there's no like right of refusal or whatever. It's he's he's either going to re up them or he's going to let them go. And they there's like no negotiation in this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This this year, it's totally in Tony's hands. And then next year, I bet you he'll pay out the butt for him. And I think it comes to a lot of the people, a lot of these bobbleheads and these people, me using a Brian term, you know, these bobbleheads and other people like that. It's coming because Tony Khan's been very vocal saying, you know what? I kept a lot of people when I shouldn't have. And now I'm going to start trimming the fat, basically, you know, like there's going to be some people that aren't going to be rehired. So now everybody's like, oh, well, you know, this person's contracts up, this person's contracts up. It's like, I mean, come on now. You know, I mean, I'm a NASCAR fan, and it's like when Kyle Busch is in his contract year, and they're like, is Joe Gibbs going to sign him? Uh, Yeah, Joe Gibbs will sign him. You know, I mean, the boy wins races all the time. Let people go is stupid, so. Yeah. Even still, I mean, it was a, it was a real personal situation for, for uh, Cash and Dax when they left. I mean, they took all of the the proposed options that were given to them by WWE and, and said no, including $850,000 a year, which for a tag team would have been had to have been high end for where they were at. Um, but they even threw if you remember, they even gave them the raw tag titles as a last ditch effort to try to keep, keep them, I guess, satisfied. And they just said, no, we're, we're going to go ahead and go. Yeah, but let's also not remember that they gave them the uh, this is your new gimmick. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, A bunch uh, of clowns. <laughs> the clocks well, and, and they the clothes. they already signed sticks. once before. Right. Remember, they, didn't they sign an extension and then they were like, oh, it's going to be so much better. Then, oh, guess what? It wasn't. Right. So, and then they said, you know, we're out of here. And that's the thing. You just got to you got to go where you where you're going to be used, and they wouldn't be used in WWE. And hell, who knows who's going to own the WWE in a year? <laughs> well, well, plus they're going to be very quickly going into a situation where they <laughs> they're going to need they're going to need to be aware of how small that uh, tag team pool is about to get because they're getting ready to unify the tag titles over in WWE. So your your six tag team run three on each brand 
is about to become even smaller because God only knows what they'll do to that. Looks like it's just the Usos and the New Day from here on out, guys. Well, that's all it's been. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually think that uh, the Raiders will leave once theirs is up. So there goes a big tag team. Um, Bro Orton or whatever it's called. They probably ain't going to hang around, but for so long. So, I mean, some of your bigger tag teams are probably, they're not going to be there in a year's time. RK Bro's got to be getting ready to split up. I mean, I can't see them keeping them together too much longer. Yeah, see, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You split them up. The Raiders are, are, I'm sure, out the door once their contract's up because you've made a joke out of them. Mm-hmm. You really don't have much left as far Montez as tag teams. And... Was it Montez well, Ford? Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah. if you look at the Street Profits, um, what will probably happen to them here in the next six months is they'll get broken up, Montez will get right. pushed, and Dawkins will probably fade to the background. Mm-hmm. Which is a damn shame because they are a great tag team. But they can be a great tag team. But if the people that are booking don't realize they're a great tag team, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how great you are. that, you know. See a team come in, they're like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Never mind. <laughs> and then, like, you look and I saw that one. I guess, was it you or somebody in the chat group said Brazango? And that new team on NXT. Oh, Pretty Deadly, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what drives me nuts. Like, Pretty Deadly, they're, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sold. They were okay. I mean, it wasn't a bad gauntlet match on last Tuesday. But uh, to me, it's just Brazango 2.0. That's all that it is. Well, I mean, then you got Austin Theory doing the same same shit that Breezango, Tyler Breeze, and did coming down with the phone, and I'm so great. And... <coughs> Sorry. Um, and then, I mean, totally off the subject of what we're talking about, but to watch the first ever Universal Champ get punked out of his U.S. title to Austin Theory. Oh Made no! Let me let me give you a small correction. He's no longer Austin Theory. He's just Theory now. He should be in Theory, but <laughs> the, Vince McMahon has gone back to the edict of no more real names. So Austin Theory Vince came Vince into WWE to take his with meds. <laughs> or the night off, something. Well, but he's not the only one. No, it's um, I it's forget Bruce, some Bruce of the other too. ones. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about that are getting name changes while being on the main roster. Oh yeah, yeah. Ludwig Kaiser, Gunther, stupid ass names. Rachel or Raquel Rodriguez. We we talked about it last week, Rob. It's like Vince said. You know what? These aren't these aren't ethnic enough. This doesn't sound Spanish enough. Let's let's change it up even more. I mean. Okay, yeah, I get... and then you bring in the big, the big weird Indian guy, Veer. Yeah. the The plus to him is that there is some legitimacy behind his his persona, but they have yet to lean into it at all. 
there's a whole Disney movie about this guy, the million dollar arm and nothing, nothing's been said. Nothing's been done. Absolutely nothing. And he's what? wait, you threw me there. Yeah. He's the baseball playing kid. Yeah. That's the, the same the guy. Uh huh. I just looked at him and said, Oh, well, look, Braun, they didn't do it for Braun. <laughs> They're not going to do it for him. Right. Then they, Jinder Mahal, they gave him a title for a little bit, but then, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, Veer but I tell Mahan. you, I, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I totally think that Vince has some kind of mental thing where he thinks it's 1985 and he is booking like it's the rock and wrestling error because <laughs> it's making no sense. I have no, I, I, I mean, at least in the, in the rock and wrestling era, it made sense. This makes absolutely no sense. I mean, the only thing missing from today's television is Vince bringing out John Cena in Russian gear. Making, oh gosh. making John Cena turn bad because he supports whatever. Well, I mean, the, the problem is for all those individuals that think that Cody isn't going to get changed here soon, you're on your mind. He'll be changed. He'll probably be next because Vince will wake up one day and be like, well, I, I didn't, I didn't create Cody Rhodes. Let's make him Cody Arbuckle or, you know, something. <laughs> Not Arbuckle. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, early 2008, Rinku Singh, better known as Veer Mahan, entered the Indian reality television show The Million Dollar Arm. He was the winner of that contest uh, <laughs> and ended up getting the Disney movie made, af- made after him and uh, ended up playing in 2009 for the, for the Pirates Gulf Coast League. Struck out the only batter he ever faced. <laughs> It's funny. And now coming to a WWE ring near you. Ah, boy, oh boy! But he's been in a, he's been a few years in the making, hadn't he? Because wasn't he in the Greatest Royal Rumble or something? Uh, I believe he did compete in the Greatest Royal Rumble, but he also was one of the one of the lackeys for Jinder Mahal. Uh, last yeah, last year. He competed in the Superstar Spectacle, which was uh, dedicated to India's Republic Day. Uh, he teamed with, uh, with, uh, oh wow! So he actually took on uh, Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood Boys. This was January of twenty-one. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of switching going around there. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe he'll work out, but I seriously doubt it. He won't. Because <clears throat> you remember back when Braun Strowman was <clears throat> the big guy who came in and just whooped up everybody. Mm-hmm. Did they ever make the push and give him the title then? No, no. And they uh, they let him go. And now he thinks that control your narrative is going to take over the world. <laughs> 
Oh dear God! You mean <laughs> you mean EC 3s version of Jerry Lawler's Memphis Wrestling? <laughs> I think it's EC 3s version of Fight Club is what I think. <laughs> In his mind, anyway. Those guys are scary, man. I don't know if you've uh, watched many of their their promo videos or any of the footage that's available on YouTube, but that's that's a whole other level of weird right there. Never mind that he, uh, Braun Strowman, goes after, um, <laughs> shit, who did he go after on Twitter? Oh, Buff Bagwell. Called Buff Bagwell a mark and said that he was the one that begged him for a picture during a uh, WWE show. Buff Bagwell says, well, uh, no, that was my agent telling me to get a picture with you and, uh, you know, have a great day kind of thing. Send him on his way. <laughs> now, yeah, these these sin guys are awful crazy. <laughs> is that what you're calling it? sin? C y n? Yeah, that's what it is. Sin. I, I see what you did there, sir. That's what it is. That's what it's they con- call it. Sin. It's called control your narrative. No, no. If you look at it, it's C y n sin. So when you say it's what they call it, it's really what you call it. That's what I'm making sure of. No. Do you call, what do you call WWE? WWE. But it's not. It's world wrestling. Entertainment, right? Same principle. So instead of saying. (laughs) I was going to say, should I call it we? (laughs) You probably have in the past. We. Same principle, though. AEW is going to be called eh. <laughs> <laughs> RJ City does a uh, thing on YouTube, <laughs> and it's called Hey EU. So, Hey You. <laughs> or EW. Hey EW. I think what this thing is, EC3 is doing, is just a, a, a glorified thing of trying to stay relevant, and no one else will make him champ, and he can only be impact champ so many more times before they, you know... I have to tell him he can't keep coming over. Um, yeah, so he says, oh, I'm going to make my own federation. And guess who's the champ? Me! <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is the company that said no super kicks, no Canadian destroyers. Um, you can have sanctioned matches where the normal rules apply. But remember, the biggest fight is within yourself. <laughs> what the actual hell is that? Huh? I'm not going to wrestling shows for a philosophy lesson. I'm going to watch wrestling. Like, what the hell? Uh, well, I bet you they'll have a. I bet you Global Force will have a longer run than they would. How long did Global Force, Global Force last? In theory, or in Jeff Jarrett's head? Uh, I guess in theory. <laughs> you know, I mean, they had a belt, but I think they have what one pay per view that one event that was just them. The rest was all in conjunction with Impact. So, I don't know. Well, before Go on doing on the uh, gold, 
gold bars, right? <laughs> they were selling gold bars or credit cards that had value because of gold bars or something stupid like that. And holy water. <laughs> you can get rich now. Just call 1-800-JEFF-JARRETT. <laughs> yeah, front seat, front, front row seats in the promised land. I will sell you a ticket to the express, the fast pass lane for heaven. <laughs> Control Your Narrative, by the way, has scheduled shows May 13th, 14th, and 15th in Cleveland, Detroit, and Milwaukee. Their debut show drew just under 150 people. Mm. They're the second largest federation in the world right now. (laughs) They're uh, pay for EC3's food budget. Well, when you've got you know 150 or or less people, it's easier to control your narrative. (laughs) Ha ha! Yeah. It's not funny, even though even like the Federation's not funny. Ouch. Ouch. I, I tried, Ethan. Or excuse me, EC three. I tried. <laughs> I tried to help you. Nope. I didn't like him back in the day. I don't like him now. I didn't think that we'd ever see another uh wrestler on social media be more polarizing than than like Ryback. But uh, I guess Braun and EC3 have taken over that role. I mean, wasn't there a time where he was, like, trying to defend himself or defend his product and he forgot to change his Twitter handle? <laughs> that happened just the other day. He uh, he went in there and he said, um, you know, basically he was he was putting up a promotion for the, for the next show. And then <laughs> he retweets it with a comment from... What what it was supposed to be, I guess it was supposed to be like a, a dirt sheet writer. And then he responds to himself from his own account and then responds again, like arguing with himself. And fans were basically calling him out saying, why are you talking to yourself on Twitter? It was actually quite funny. And weird, but mostly funny. So, There's nothing they do that's funny. They're nincompoops. Got some hardcore music going on over there. You jamming over there, buddy? Who? Whoever's got the guitar going heavy in the background. It's because the family's got the TV turned up. Aha! They're partying. They're getting down. Good for them. At least somebody's having fun. Well, it won't be forever, man. You can make it. You're going to be okay. We got it. I know. 12 more days. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, So we have some cool stuff to talk about this week. Some some entertaining stuff comparatively with uh, Control Your Narrative and WWE's debacles. How about Battle for the Belts 2, and how about Rampage from this past Friday? Why don't we go and just dive right in with the road, excuse me, to Rampage from Friday, the Texas death match between Adam Page and Adam Cole. These guys, man, I thought the first one was really good, but this one, this one was pretty good. I think uh, Adam Page is really, really coming into his own. 
Yeah, well, I was kind of expecting him to lose, in all really? honesty. Yeah. 7 o'clock, Friday night, you know. But kudos for him for getting the next or going to the next one. So who's his next challenger? Is it CM Punk or are they going to stretch it further? CM Punk. I think it'll be CM Punk. And I see them taking the belt off of him. CM Punk taking it. Yeah, because CM Punk will set up MJF ultimately getting it. Mm-hmm. So with with that setup, with MJF maybe beating Punk, would that mean that Wardlow, because that feud's still still building, could potentially be the one that beats MJF? I mean, I feel like the Wardlow thing will be done before then. I don't see Wardlow right now being world champ. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily see that either. I, I do like that they're they backed the build down so that it, it rebuilds everything and, and slows everything else down storyline wise. So, like for example, MJF winning by countout on Wednesday. Excuse me, losing by countout on Wednesday to the captain Sean Dean um, because Wardlow again distracts him and costs him and uh, Sean Spears is just another way of them keeping the two apart but keeping them together on television, which is interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't know how interesting it is. There's only so many times Wardlow can come running from, you know, from outside the arena. I think they just need to hurry up and get that, get the match over and done with and, you know, go from there. Well, and that would be, let's see, the next match is in, or next pay-per-view is May, and that's double or nothing. It would make sense. Got a few more, few weeks to build and, and get you there. You figure uh, Wardlow wins his freedom, so to speak. MJF steers clear and ends up moving into, I could see that, see, moving into that, that, that shot against CM Punk. Hmm. Wow, it's hard to believe we're actually almost on double or nothing already. Years flying by. That's only April. You're okay. You're okay, man. No, I'm not. Got a lot more boobery to go. Boobery. Wow. That's a that's an interesting (laughs) word, sir. Keeping with the theme, though, on uh, on Wednesday night, what were your guys' thoughts with uh, CM Punk and? Penta Oscuro. Um, be quiet. I don't think you can talk about Rob. Do you want to go, man? What? <laughs> Rob, <laughs> what do you think of CM Punk versus Penta? Think of CM Punk versus Penta. Think of CM. He had me on that knee thing for a little bit, but then, um, I mean, Penta's little goblin outside the ring is kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, Alex Abrahantes, he has really embraced the manager role. I mean, he, he, look at it two years ago. He was just doing backstage interviews and pre-show and post-shows. Now he's 
full on a gargoyle for uh, Pentacle. He reminded me of that woman in Rapunzel. You know, or the the evil witch in in, in uh, Snow White. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was a good match. So it's like, who is going to be the one that makes Punk lose? Well, it was a nasty spill he took from the outside to, uh, or from the inside to the outside, landing on his leg. I honestly thought he was really hurt. He he had me sold on that too. <coughs> Brian, yeah, what were your thoughts on uh, Punk and Penta? Wait, wait, y'all. <laughs> I like your thoughts. You you tell your thoughts. I'm <laughs> laughing at. Something on TikTok right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of the coolest parts of that matchup was that it wasn't it wasn't just like rushed. They didn't try to get to the finish and that was it. It was really something that they took their time with. I liked the back and forth between uh, Penta and CM Punk as they were kind of doing the dueling chants, getting everything together and, and really being just extremely entertaining, but also not having to get into it right away. And when they did, it was fast-paced. The impact of just about everything was was felt, in my opinion. Especially, like I said, the, the knee spot where Punk lands awkward, and it really, really made me wonder, goes, dude, are they going to throw the X up? Is that it? And they kept it going. Frankly, I got to agree with Rob. I honestly thought that maybe Penta was going to beat him. Um, it was just that back and forth. I like when a match actually kind of makes you suspend it for a minute and you, you you realize that wow maybe this could go a different direction where it's not predictable it doesn't happen very often in uh well any other company yeah well let me take that back it doesn't happen often in in wwe but it happens all the time in AEW where they can make it so you really don't know for sure who's gonna win or who's gonna lose so um this match definitely satisfied that and uh i mean fans all over twitter were talking about it all night long All night. All night long. All night. Uh, Let's see here. I'm just kind of scanning through. I definitely want to talk about the uh, Ring of Honor TV championship, but I did also want to identify, hey, I thought that Red Dragon was going to win the titles this past week. I was really, honestly, I was really kind of disappointed. But I guess the realization hit me that once Lucha, once Jurassic Express loses the titles, that's probably it. For Luchasaurus, it's probably Jungle Boy's time to move up. You think? Ah, uh, yeah, he should be. He should be on his singles run by now. Which is a shame. I mean, because... I'm tired of him, but you know. Well, that's that's kind of what I was thinking because, like, they they've did everything that we kind of expected out of that that run. I mean. I guess if they, what's left for them to really do? Like beat the Bucks? They're not beating the Bucks. Well, that's that's what I'm thinking. I mean, yeah. no, nah, they're going to lose the FTR. And then, I could see know, that FTR cause the this. You know, if you're going to split, you might as well split it FTR. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boy needs a, a singles run. Well, and the thing is, with uh, with Jungle Boy getting getting a singles run, they really won't have anything to do with Luchasaurus after that. 
I mean, he's. I mean, he might be on dark and elevation for a while, but that's going to be about it, in my opinion. Well, him and Christian can team up. See, I think Christian's going heel. I think he'll be the one getting in uh, Jungle Boy's ear, talking about how, hey, it was Luchasaurus's fault. Blame the dinosaur. Hmm. I guess that's possible. Just, I guess it's just my my wild theory on that. But yeah, I mean, I I think that tag team is should be done really quickly, and I think you're you're gonna you're gonna have uh you know make um if Jungle Boy is solo, I think that benefits your company more than them as a tag team. I feel like he would really embrace the the bad guy Jack Perry persona. After that, I think that would be the best way to do it. You realize how bad that's going to screw up Jr. <laughs> Jungle Jack Perry, that son yeah. of a bitch! I can't believe he did that. <laughs> well, Jr. already got thrown off this past. Was it Wednesday or Friday where he saw his twin in the crowd? He's like, "What the hell?" And all of a sudden, you see on the screen there's a fan that looks damn near just like him. Yeah, I forget what day it was. You know, I joke about it a lot that, that maybe JR's time is, is passed him by for him to maybe retire or at least go to the back and do some production work. But every now and again, he, he hits one of those moments that reminds you, no, no, he's he's not really done yet. He still, he still has it. It's just, you know, I think he gets to a point. It's a three-man team, and uh, it's it's hard to keep up in a three-man booth, especially when you got two really that are doing play-by-play and then you got one doing color commentary. And Jim Ross is usually the guy doing play-by-play. He's not usually the one on color, so it's a different role. Tope Supercita. <laughs> Although I will say I, I like William Regal when he comes out to like to guest cameo for uh, for commentary. He's quite good at it. I wonder how long till Joe gets a shot at it. Oh, man. Well, it... So my question, and I'm glad you brought that up because I want to get into the main event from from Dynamite before we talk about uh, really the two bigger shows of the week, which was uh, Rampage and Battle of the Belts. Um, Joe and uh, and Minoru Suzuki had a hell of a time just beating the shit out of each other. Chops, forearms. I mean, they spent a good 10 minutes just chopping the hell out of each other. It was nuts. And then we get to that point and... Suddenly, Suzuki's got him in the sleeper, and he's looking for the pile driver. I'm like, damn, they're going to have Suzuki beat Samoa Joe on AEW. Like, I, I really started to wonder, and then we get Samoa Joe wins the title, which, great for Joe, but the question becomes, okay, one, how good is Joe's health? Most likely it's good because, you know, obviously he was cleared to go, but was he ever hurt in WWE then? Like, was he ever suffering from a real bad concussion, or was it just a, a matter of them just not putting him on TV? Boy, if you were here, I would smack you right across your face. I mean, I think it's both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, could he have been hurt? Yeah. Because everybody gets hurt. But then there's a time the WWE plays the game. And... Just like 
magically other people are ready to go and all healed when they get somewhere else, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just, there's so many things, problem. There's so many problems with a company. Like, you know, companies will bring in consultants to say, Hey, this is what's wrong with your company. How can you fix it? Mm-hmm. Right now, WWE can't get any consultants to come in because they're like, nope, we can see it fucked up from the floor up. We ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Don't hold back, Rob, please. You know, how can you fix this company? Sell it. That's how you can fix it. So, Brian, you said that if I was there, you'd smack me in the face. Why, man? Why would yeah, you do I such would. hostility? I would. I'd have, I, would have to, I would have to hit you like Joe hits Suzuki or Suzuki hits Joe. That's just not nice. Why, why would you want to cause violence to me, sir? So Joe Joe said in the media scrum when he showed up that he he had a lot of compounding injuries in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, which contributed to that whole debacle. Um but they were like legit injuries that, you know, just com- compounded. So. But how dare you besmirch Joe's name thinking he would just be faking it or something. I mean, I'm not saying he was faking it. And, and, I mean, or every... the WWE would, you know, do their, do their thing or whatever you said. Well, and here's the, the thing. It wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to... To keep him from working. I mean, look what they did to all of those other people during 19 and 20, man. Is it really that wild of a theory? That they what? Lied about him being hurt? Yeah. How many people have they lied about being hurt anyway? And I'm not saying that he didn't have compounding injuries. Maybe he did. I mean, every wrestler's banged up. Well, not every, but a lot of them are. So it's expected that he would... And and he's obviously not going to burn a bridge. Because let's face it, he... He did have a pretty sweet deal there. No, they didn't do everything they could have done with him, but I, I, he had a decent run. wasn't wasn't what it could have been. Wait, wait, no what? doubt, he had a hey, decent what? run there. Hey, what in WWE? What was the what was his decent run other than outside of NXT? Well, damn, he just took NXT away. I guess it wasn't decent. Shit. All right, so <laughs> there you go. I mean, but Stan, yeah, Stan, I'll give why, you like. Why would you think they wouldn't when they routinely over through the years have faked an injury, have done this or that to get somebody off TV so they can film a movie? Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have they been like, oh, he's hurt, he's out because he's, mm-hmm. you know, but we all know he's filming the movie. He's filming a TV show or, right, you know, right. his wife's giving birth, you know, they're, oh, and so. You know, sure as hell they'll lie about, oh, well, he can't come in because they probably couldn't figure out anything to do with him. Because they know, they knew at the time that if they put him out there in TV, they'd show exactly what's wrong with the company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that's one reason they keep Nakamura and all of them kind of chained to a point because they don't want him to go out and show what's going on because they can't keep up week to week. Well, that's that that's obvious. I mean, they 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 haven't been able to keep up for a long time. With with this, it's just interesting because it really was like Joe had never taken a half step back away from the ring, like at all. Like he just he's performing at a high level, 
So it's it's more complimentary to him than anything else. But it does make you wonder because, I mean, he Brian brought it up earlier. He did great on commentary. He was really good. And he knew how to turn it from, you know, his the wrestler's perspective to kind of a hype hype role where he would get you excited for whatever was going to happen or at least do his best because it's WWE. Um, and then he took every role that he had over there, especially towards the end in his NXT run, where he made you pay attention to it. So now here we are. He wins the TV championship for Minoru Suzuki in a banger of a match. Um, I believe Meltzer gave it four and a half stars, which is pretty solid rating. I would have to agree with that. Um, and now we've got him and potentially another awesome matchup, him and uh, Le- Jay Lethal, which, I mean, if you're not expecting that match to blow the doors off, I, I don't know what to tell you. Well, yeah, but isn't Jay going after Gresham too? So I would I would say yes, but apparently Gresham was uh, injured on Friday night after his match with Dalton Castle. By the way, his match with Dalton Castle, tremendous. Really, really good stuff. Hmm. I still haven't watched Battle of the Belts. Oh, really? Wow, I'm surprised to hear that. Pretty good, well, pretty good when, show. Yeah, so I got, I mean, this should be on my TiVo, but I've been working since last Monday. Not this past Monday, last Monday. Every day. So, a lot of times I've been sitting in a chair going to sleep. Mm. Well, it'll wear you out if you're not careful, that's for sure. So, Dynamite, I felt like, was was really well done up all the way up until the end. Satnam Singh, a big seven-foot-tall former NBA D-League player, making his debut with Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal for the beatdown on Gresham and, and Samoa Joe. Um, Wait. This went over like a lead balloon. Wait. Gresham wasn't out there. Shit. I'm shit. I'm what do we do. What do we do now with this big seven foot tall gentleman from India? The reason so many people are talking about it comes to light with news that WrestleMania was seen by over fifty six million viewers in India alone. Which blows my mind. That's a lot of people. And that's a huge market to try to tap into. I'm not sure Dynamite with the lights out, lights on surprise was the right way to debut this guy. But, okay. After seeing that statistic, I can't say I don't understand why they would at least try. And who knows? Had he come out there and maybe moved a little faster or whatever, and and again, it's just observation, maybe the crowd would have been more into it. Because I think a lot of people saw it, they're like, yeah, who the hell is this guy? Why Why is he just stumbling to the ring? You reminded me of Great Kali at first. But then fast forward to Friday night at Rampage, it was a completely different story. And the crowd was hot for it. Wait, what the hell changed? I, how did I miss that on Rampage? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was done in pretty fast fashion. 
Dalton Castle and Jonathan Gresham have, like I said, it was a really good match for the Ring of Honor Championship. Gresham, miss- you missed that it was completely. Friday night and yeah. not Saturday. Well, if I'm getting my days mixed up, it wouldn't surprise me. There's a lot of wrestling that happened this past week. No, so. I, yeah, I think that was. I thought that was. I think that's. Isn't that a battle of the belt? Oh my god. Yeah, let me just make sure I've got this card pulled up. You are, damn it. That's why. It's all running together. So much wrestling this past week. So much. <laughs> it's bled my brain over. And then yesterday, just being absolutely out of it, this just bleeds it all over again. Um, yeah, Gresham and Dalton Castle happened Saturday at Battle of the Belts. Um, this was taped during... Um, during the tapings for Dynamite or after Dynamite, so what they normally would have taped Rampage with. Um, but during this matchup, Saturday, not Friday, Saturday, Gresham beats Dalton Castle, and out comes Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal, and Sanjay Dutt. And Singh, this time, suddenly is moving like he's got you know ants in his pants. He's moving fast, hitting choke slams and everything, and the crowd's going nuts. So in the span of, because it was taped in the same night, three hours suddenly the crowd's like oh we know this guy and we get a much better reaction and he has a much better performance um i don't knock tony khan for giving it a try you had to try it and see if it would work not everything's going to be a grand slam well and reaction goes to the performance for a lot of it you know Mm -hmm. you come out and half-ass it and we're kind of like hey whatever but also if it was like you said if it was taped so it would have been taped before, right? It would have been. It would have been, well, either before or after. I'm not sure. I really <laughs> don't know. Because they do dark so, and elevation usually. Right. So it would have been taped before. And so, oh, my God, here's this guy. What is it? And then, then the one we all see first turns out to be the, the second one, which they're like, oh, we already see this. It's no big deal. Yeah. You know? Well, and plus – the lights out, lights on thing is usually a sign of it's either the House of Black or a big debut, which seven foot three is a big debut. Can't argue with that. But, you know, I think the crowd was like, oh, oh, my God, what free agents here now? Like there's there's still a lot on the table, by the way. Johnny Gargano, for example, still out there. Um, But, I mean, you get to Saturday's taping or, you know, the taping they did for Saturday and the crowd now has seen him at least once. And now that they see him in action and see him moving with some urgency, they're like, oh, yeah, all right. And they booed appropriately. But it was a good reaction the second time around. They made Sanjay Dutt a bad guy. That's not cool. Yeah, that's a good point. Has Sanjay ever been a bad guy before? You took the one of the, one of the nation's capital's most cherished commodities. <laughs> Help me out, Brian, Rob. You guys watched a, a little bit more TNA than I did. Was Sanjay Dutt ever a bad guy before? I don't know. Mm, maybe. It'd if be so, I completely to look it. up. Well, yeah, but you didn't really watch Impact, though, did you? Or TNA or whatever it was called back then. In the early years, I did, but then after about... Mm, oh, TNA. So, like, when it was like 
like the guns. TNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the machine guns, America's Most Wanted, Triple X. That's my favorite time of, of TNA. Like, America's Most Wanted was one of my favorite tag teams. And, well, James Storm did really well with his career. So, there's a pause. And you'd have never had beer money if you didn't have America's Most Wanted. Beer money. I love beer money. Beer. Sitting here, I pulled up, uh, pulled up Google, and I'm like staring at the at the text cursor, like, what was I gonna type? Oh yeah, Sanjay Dutt heel. <laughs> I already did. I'm looking at it now. They came up with Sanjay laughing at him. Ha 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 ha. Let's see here. Dutt was announced as part of Shakara, and. Uh, well, we really got to get all. There we go. It does say like when you when you do Wikipedia, it says Dutt would turn heel later in the night, aligned with Lethal, and would afterward. Oh no, I guess yeah, that's that from this past yeah, week. That's from Battle. <laughs> <of> the... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so I guess not. He was the player from the Himalayas. He was the love guru at one point, which was supposed to be a good guy. And then, yeah. Surely surely he had to have been somewhere. He was part of Global Force Wrestling. That by itself should make him a heel. (laughs) Makes him a sucker, not a heel. Hope he got paid in cash. Or I wonder if they got paid in like, you know, timeshares on the moon or something. <laughs> Him and uh, Elon Musk are going to fly to Mars. Why are you making fun of Elon Musk? He's at least trying to get us off this planet. He's you don't like Earth anymore? For us to drive. That's right. That's right. No housing, no oxygen, but we've got a car we could drive. <laughs> Why don't the batteries you don't, go good? You don't think they ain't working on that? It's probably already there. There's probably already some bunker on Mars. We just don't know about it. <laughs> we'll find out. They've been there's been you know colonies of of people from Earth living on Mars for the past like thirty years. We're like, oh shit, surprise. Well, you just remember when it comes time to make the first trip, you just tell them no. You want to stay here? <laughs> no, no, sir, Mister Musk. I'm happy here on Earth. You have a great time. Thank you. When Armageddon Bobby, hits, when the meteors come. <laughs> you saw how we handle toilet paper and hand sanitizer. So, like, <laughs> imagine how we would be if they actually said, oh, yes, we have a colony waiting for you on Mars. Hand sanitizer, toilet paper, and uh, and soap. And well, it's like I didn't, lo- I didn't, I didn't realize to what. Maybe a couple months ago when I was hearing people talk about moon exploration that China had landed on the dark side of the moon and never told anybody. Yeah, they figured it was dark. Nobody saw it. You know, they haven't shared any information or anything. I'm like, oh, wow. All kidding aside, I feel like we're in a scary, scary time right now with all these different companies doing what they're doing. It's scary how many people have space space um accessibility 
Yeah, I agree. It's a little weird. So, Sammy Guevara... You guys. <laughs> that was an awkward pause, but what the hell. Sammy Guevara challenges Scorpio Sky for the TNT title at Battle for the Belts. Or Battle, battle of the Belts. Um, it looks like uh, Sammy and Ty Conti are leaning 100% into the crowd booing them. Um, he hasn't officially turned, but it sure seems like that's on the way. I will say I think that was the the dumbest thing. I think that even eclipses the the, the uh, lights off and on thing. That Scorpio Sky would lose so quickly too. Like, yeah, I like Scorpio Sky a lot. I feel like he has a lot to offer. Um, AEW is a singles athlete. I think Men of the Year a good tag team. I don't like Dan Lambert. I don't enjoy his work at all. I feel like he's just annoying. But amen. I, I feel like he his negative returns come back on Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Even if it's not intentional. I don't think so. Honestly, I mean, I think he, I actually think he's fairly decent as a, as a manager. I just don't think they, you know, for whatever reason, they have this love affair with Sammy Guevara. Well, I think the, the comment, and I want to say it was, uh, might have been Punk that for no, it was MJF that first said it. The four pillars comment included Sammy Guevara, and I feel like uh, Tony Khan's one hundred percent bought in on that. Well, I mean, now what's it? Three time TNT champ. Mm-hmm. Technically so, I mean, four. He was an interim champ, and now three time TNT. So technically, it's four. So I mean, that shows that they want him to move up, but there's no place to move him up to. Because you can't have him compete with the big guys. So yeah. I, mean, I don't see him challenging Adam Page. That's for sure. Why? I mean, is he got you know? Is he going to be one of these that sits just at this level and is twenty time you know, like Aaron Anderson at the TV title? You know. Well, and that's that's just it. That that would be my concern. At least at least right now, until Sammy has you know gets up a level a little bit, I just don't know. I don't I I don't see it. I see him as just another guy. Yeah, but why why can't he compete against Adam Page? Why can't he? I would say that it's yeah. it's really right now timing just wouldn't make any sense for it cuz if he did, he would just be another guy that that uh Adam Page would beat. Put it to you this way. I wouldn't see him as AEW world champion and being like the marquee name on their, on their shows. At least not right now. Doesn't mean he can't be ever, but right now I just don't see it. We, he's he's I mean, fresh out of the uh, circle. Marquee enough. Not yet. I'm just I mean, curious. I feel like he's, he's fresh out of inner circle. He's he's had some some great performances. I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not saying that he can't compete 
eventually, but right now I just don't see them putting – I couldn't see them putting the company on his shoulders, not when you have Danielson, Moxley, hell, Jericho, Punk, Page, Cole. You have so many guys at the top of the card right now. MJF. I mean, are you saying that you feel like he would fit right within that mix? No, I'm just curious because you're the one who, who like, put him in that category and then said uh... – you know, he couldn't compete with Adam Page. Or, in my opinion, or, I don't think he will right now. It just wouldn't yeah, make but any so sense. Are you saying, like, as champ or, like, he he can't because he's so much smaller than Page? Oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't you know me, I, I don't give a shit about the size of the guy. I think it's, it's about how, how he works in the ring. I don't think right now it would make any sense to just have him up go up against Adam Page. And I feel like when I say eventually he can, it's gonna be because he is he's evolved his his character to a different level. Right now I just don't know that anybody would they buy into him for what he is right now and that's TNT champion. But I don't see them buying in for a world title run. Unless it was a small one. Unless it was a quick run where say he gets screwed out of it by eventually Scorpio Sky or MJF or somebody like that. And even then if it was Scorpio Sky, unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot of faith that they would do right by Scorpio Sky again because they just took the belt off him after, what, a month, two months? Not even two months. That's sad for having that kind of a winning streak. Sheesh. Sheesh. I mean, how do you rebound with that? It's... To your point, Brian, Sammy Guevara is just, in my opinion, he is he is one of the pillars there. But are you telling me that you think he could be world champ and carry that company on his shoulders with guys like that at the top? Yeah, but not every guy who becomes world champ carries the company. Sure, but that's kind of the indication of what, what you're giving that person, right, when he's world champ for your company. Not saying he has to, but it's kind of the indication that you trust him with it. Sure, but sometimes you you use the hot hand. That's true. That's true. You go with you go with whatever's hot right now. But again, I mean, when you're when you're like, I don't think he can think, like hang with Adam Page or whatever. I think that's that's not right because well, I think they could put on great matches, and he could. I mean, so AEW is not stacked with big guys like the WWE. So a guy like uh, Sammy, who's shown you that he can put on good matches, mm-hmm. can probably put on good matches with 95% of the roster. Right? And for for more of the, the niche audience that AEW is, Mm-hmm. It's quite possible he could be world champ and carry that thing simply off of the the way his matches play out. Yeah, that's a valid point. So I guess I guess to correct myself, I'm not saying that he couldn't hang with Adam Page. I don't mean it like that at all. What I'm saying is this right now, as far as timing, I just couldn't see them putting him at the top. But no, I, I definitely I definitely agree with you. He he could certainly hang and have great matches with all of them. So, no, I, I, I agree with you there. This is where you say, Brian, you're right. 
Okay. No, it's, well, I mean, it's I not it's about hard. it's it's not about being right. It it it's like again to me, AW is the type of place that you can flip on, and and a guy like Sammy could win and be given a chance, and it may actually turn out to, you know to benefit the company. You know what I'm you, you see what I'm saying? Mhm. Sure. So, and I even mean, though I don't like the guy and he shouldn't be world champ, to me it could be interesting to see him as world champ. I I suppose it's all about the dance partner then. It's all about who he's in the ring with. Has he wrestled Punk yet? No, he has not yet. That match, I imagine, would be really good. Daniel Bryan? No, he has not. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I'm just looking, like, at the measuring... To me, the measuring sticks of the company are. Mm -hmm. And how he would stack up against, like, your true measuring sticks. Your Adam Cole, Mm -hmm. Adam Page, Kenny Omega... You know, Danielson, CM Punk, I guess you got to put up there. <laughs> Did it hurt for you to say that? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, God damn it. I got to say punk. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but again, I, I mean, it, to me, they're like the difference between the WWE mm-hmm. and, and AEW is. There's there's so much more money involved in the WWE. Sure. That when when you look at a champion, you expect the champion to do the TV shows, and the you know. Yeah, I the, see your point there. Yeah. But with AEW right now, you know you don't have that pressure. That's a that's a very valid point. You're absolutely right. I mean, if sh- the. The day after WrestleMania, Roman, Cody, uh, Miz, and Ronda all had TV tours they had to do. Yeah. So that's a huge burden. You're absolutely right on that. Yeah, sure. Again, I don't don't necessarily think AEW needs somebody to carry the company. They just need to continue to put on to do what they're doing as far as wrestling goes. And that's what's that's what's going to keep them solid as they get to that next level because I don't think we're that much further away from them. I mean, they're doing really well right now. I'm not sure where Sonny got his information about because he put it in the chat, I think it was yesterday or the day before, about how Warner's not happy with the ratings because of the blood and all that. I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, Warner Media has been really bragging about AEW, both on TNT and TBS, because they're drawing close to a million viewers a week. And Mm. they look at that as a huge success. They don't have a problem with blood. If you think TNT's got a problem with blood, then uh, maybe maybe watch, I don't know, Animal Kingdom. Have you seen that damn show? Claws? Whatever the... I mean, they have some real raunchy shit on TNT. They ain't worried about blood loss, man. What, because they say shit during the show? No, they don't care. They don't care. TBS doesn't care either, because it's just like back in the day when Turner had a wrestling program on. It's cheap TV for them. 
wrestling doesn't cost that much to put on television. Wrestling like WWE does it. All right, that's expensive. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But AEW's presentation, Bischoff, he said that he thinks it's $450,000 a show. I got to call bullshit what, on AEW? that. There's, yeah, there's no way it's $450,000 to put on that show. And I'm not trying to put them are, down. Are, it's just I don't think that they're doing that much. Are they considering salaries in that 450000 He's or got are they to be. doing production costs? Well, he, in my opinion, he's got to be doing salaries with that because, well, I mean, you've got a truck for the ring and a truck for the two trucks probably for the staging. Maybe three. So four total trucks. Ring crew, staff. You could probably get the the trucks in one, in two truck in two trucks. Probably get the stage in two trucks, one or two if you pack it right. Because all that stuff comes down and lays pretty flat. So he's got production teams. <laughs> you got. Why am I drawing TV? A blank on this? Yeah, thank you. Camera guys, you know, editors, sound guys. He probably got some contractors on hand to build a set if he ever needs to. His uh, uh, gear, the folks that make the gear, I think they're under contract for him. Um, Craft services. Yep, yep. So, I mean, $450,000, that's a lot of money to be talking about. I just don't see it. Yeah, but do they cost that much for the LEDs and stuff? Well, they also get three shows out of one. Right, right. I mean, so if you're thinking about, oh, well, they $450,000 for show, I mean, it's going to cost money to move your set from place to place. Right. But it's your set and it's your people. So that's a cost you're already incurring. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you come to a union building, then your people can't touch it that the union people have to. Right. It's got to be the union people that are working there and all that. But, I mean, it's your lighting people, it's your sound people, mm-hmm. you know, and most likely he's a businessman, so he's contracted out, he's subcontracted out to another company. So all he has to do is pay this company, and the company has the overhead. You know, he probably, you know, and next time you watch Dynamite, you know, watch the ending credits and see, because a lot of times they'll put at the end, like, you know, video stuff provided by blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, that way he doesn't have the overhead for that. I mean, it's just. <coughs> I mean, it could, yeah, but... it could be pretty expensive, but. Yeah, you also got to figure there are probably more people involved than we're aware of. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even if you look at, like, what we do, mm-hmm. right? Sure, you're going to have a ring crew, more than likely. You're going to have the stage crew. You're going to have the lighting crew. You're going to have any number of different crews so that when you arrive at a building, each crew can go put up their individual thing. You know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not like 50 little, it's not 50 Oompa Loompas putting up everything. <laughs> you know, you're going to have 10 here, 10 here, five here, whatever. And 
I, you know, the T-shirts, you know, you, your T-shirt, you know, the guys printing the T-shirts in the truck out back. And I mean, there, you know, there's probably a lot of things that we just, you know, because we're on a much smaller scale that mm-hmm. we're not privy to. And then don't forget that even though, you know, you if you, if you don't think salaries can get that high real quick, you know, you may, you may pay your, you know, your top guys might be making five to $10,000 a week. And so that builds up your, well, you know, yeah. your, you know, Tony Khan probably gets a salary. The, um, I forget the woman's name, like his second in command. Um, you know, they show her a lot on some of these little shows that, you know, AEW does. So she's, you know, she's demanding money, not demanding, but she's getting a paycheck. Sure. So, you know, there's just a lot of people and a lot of things we probably are not privy to. Well, and if you factor the salaries in with that, with that number that Bischoff guesstimated, then yeah, you're probably right because you've got a lot of talent there making in the millions per year. So yeah, you can get to that number pretty quick. Mm-hmm. That's a damn good point. But if Either, AEW is that, I wonder what the WWE's is. It's got to be crazy high. I mean, yeah. almost bleeding money crazy high. <laughs> I mean, because you think about all the people you don't see who they're paying to be there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And don't forget, like, so I can remember going to, uh, I think it was a WWE maybe. And um, they had like the sound boards. Mm-hmm. They were almost down in front of me. And this thing almost stretched like the entire side of the arena. They had uh-huh. so many different sound boards. Oh, and yeah. Tr- you know, boards to operate the Trons and, you know, everything else. So, excuse me. Um, again, it, it's those little things that we probably don't see all that often or you forget mm-hmm. about that are going to add up quick. Oh, the their production, the, the monitors themselves, just the the brief chances <laughs> I had to take a look at it, that's got to be hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. And you're toting it around oh, yeah. and you figure it breaks down. It's got to break down fast with as rough and tumble as they are on their stuff. Well, they also have to have, you know, for everything they have, WWE and AEW, for everything, every piece of equipment they have, they have to have two or three backups. Mm-hmm. You know, because if your lighting computer breaks, well, guess what? Your show still goes on, so you need to bring out the backup computer. Right. Um, and your soundboard goes down. You know, your monitors go down at the at the booking thing, you know, like... At the table, you know, the things you have to have a backup. You see it all the time with microphones when a microphone dies, you know. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it, it would be neat to have an actual cost of what it is, you know, and how much they clear at these events. You know, I'd, I'd love to know that, you know, like they come to D.C. All right. How much does AEW clear? How much does the venue make? You know, um, how much is TV? Because you got to mm-hmm. think also they get a TV contract with all the commercials. So 
So when they're in Poughkeepsie, are they making money? Are they ending that show in the green or is it kind of just part of the territory, you know? Right. Right. Well, and that's, um, that's the we, thing. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying like in the scale we've done, you know, some shows you end up in the black, some shows you end up in the red. You know, are you doing it because you're going to end up in the black? Or are you doing it because you're going to end up in the red? And it's just publicity at this point, mm-hmm. you know, paying off for the future. Well, and that's. Yeah, but I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I would imagine, though, that TV pays for. The, the, I would imagine the bulk of their money comes off of TV and commercials, and, you know, and that type of stuff. And then, you know, I you know, some of these arenas that AEW, especially AEW, goes to, there's no way that they can't even pay for that arena. If that makes sense. Like, the, I mean, look at the last one we went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had, I forget how many people it wasn't, but like, I mean, it was small. It was like a 4,000 seat arena or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They had 4,500 in a arena that seats 5,000. Yeah. So, I mean, you figure going from, uh, you know, 11, 12,000 seat arena to, to a 4,000 seat arena. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a chunk of change. And that's where your TV and your co- your commercials and, you know, your partners and all that are probably coming into play more. Well, plus you've got Dark Elevation being filmed at Universal now, which is smart. You know, it's a central location. You send, I suppose, your developmental, if that's what we're phrasing it, <laughs> down there, and you have them film three weeks worth of TV in one shot, you're saving money there too. Plus you already have the equipment all set up there. So you don't even have to worry about transport. Mm. To me, it's, it's, you know, WWE, they got Fox and, and uh, USA that paid through the nose for their TV rights. And at the time that they made the deal, that was helping out 18 or 19, 19, because it's just before the pandemic. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars. And they were drawing less than 3 million viewers per show. AEW is drawing right at an average of a million for Dynamite and somewhere between six and 700,000 for Rampage. Their pay-per-view buys, um, I haven't seen recent numbers from Revolution, but their pay-per-view buys are still pretty steady with over 100,000 buys for the past four shows, I think. Is what I saw. So from a TV perspective, with Warner Media being happy with the ratings where they are, and let's face it, a million viewers on the average, that's a good slice of your market share. So that's not bad at all. They're they're gonna pay them when it's time to renew the rights, AEW is gonna get some cash. They're not underperforming. As a matter of fact, say what you want about growth, and I hear you. Yeah, we'd all love to see wrestling in general start drawing more and getting larger ratings. Fact of the matter is, your average audience size is about a about a about three million people per week, roughly. So the viewers that you're getting, that's your audience. So if they're getting a million, 
If they're getting one-third of that share, yeah, they're doing pretty damn good. So I can't see why they would ever have any concern about where they're going to be on television. And with the purchase of Ring of Honor, while I do have concerns that you could, if you don't do it right, overload, but if Ring of Honor gets a streaming deal, for example, which apparently that's that's rumored to be happening, all the better. Now you get to control even more income on that, and that's even smarter. I feel like Tony Khan really has a good feel for what he's doing. Mm, so do I think they'll go out of business? No, but you won't. I mean, the, the, the thing about this is you're not going to find out what Warner Brothers Discovery, mm-hmm. whatever it's called now, actually thinks about AEW until this next contract. Right. Because then you're going to find out, right? I bet you if you look at like the commercials and compare the commercials between Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, because I'm not throwing 2.0 in there. Yeah, I, I, the right type now you of, can't. Yeah. The, the type of commercials you'll get on AEW is probably a little bit lower than, say, you know, SmackDown or Raw, mm-hmm. right? You know, based off of, you know, like who is uh, buying commercial space. But if, a, if Warner really wants this, then they're going to start dumping money. So then you're going to start getting bigger company ads in there, which are going to generate more money for, you know, everybody involved. Well, and, and this is the thing right now. <clears throat> and, and I say it a lot because I'm not, I'm not trying to be a bobblehead for either side, but the reality is comparatively, AEW is still in their infancy comparatively. Like, when you look at it, they're still super young in what they're doing. So the foundation of what they're building in the ring is even more important. And the TV deal that they have right now, even if they renew it and it's only, I don't know if this number is high or low, 15% above what they're doing now, money-wise, they're still going to see a lift. I just feel like, especially with all of the chatter right now. And, and hey, I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan, and I, I'm hopeful for him. But <laughs> after seeing him get booked against Rollins for WrestleMania Backlash, my hope is slowly dwindling. Um, I just I feel like that's not enough to say that, well, they, they lost one of their main guys. No, they lost a guy. It was a loss, I guess. But you still have umpteen main event talents that we were just talking about just, you know, the previous segment and then talking about guys like MJF or who's just right ready to step into there. Sammy, who could compete at that level. Like I said, in my opinion, I don't see it happening right now, but it doesn't mean he can't. It's just my opinion. When you really look at it, though, there's just more factors that people just ignore, and it's silly. Oh, well, yeah, but it it's they ignore it because that's how they've been trained. Well, that's what they've been trained to do. True. That's true. There's a, there's a large audience out there that's like, ah, well, if you're not WWE, you're not nothing. That's true. That's a it's a valid point. Well, it, but it, it, I mean, it goes both ways. Sure. Honestly, you know, honestly, because now it's starting to. Now you have some of the diehards, AEW, 
sorry, that, uh, you know, get in these stupid little conversations mm-hmm. with bobbleheads and neither one of them makes sense. And... Well, plus they're just, they're just yelling and screaming and trolling one another just for the sake of doing it. It's like, yeah, well, uh, push new talent. I mean, look, <laughs> did you see the one like a week ago when they were talking about ECW? Oh, yeah, and some lady said, wasn't Sheamus their champion or some bullshit yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, like, yeah. what the? I made me want to cry. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so much wrestling history you just ignored. Yeah, <laughs> or just don't just know. Ignored, yeah. yeah. It's a shame, I'm... man. I mean, oh, I don't know who chimed in, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying, just because you can yell louder than the person you're arguing with doesn't mean you're right. Oh, very true. Very true. So, one thing you definitely want to catch, um, if you haven't seen it already, is the Texas death match with Adam Page and Adam Cole. We talked about that. Um, Way really, to bring re- it back. What's that? Way to bring it back around. Trying my best, man. Trying to keep An everything. An hour after you mentioned the match, but hey. <laughs> I didn't forget. Just, you know, we, we, we go on tangents. It's okay. It's what we do. It's our show. We can go wherever we want. Damn right. Who needs a format? Pfft, format. <laughs> That's funny. Now, if, so, we want, if we have sponsors that want to show us where to go, then you can call us. We'll, we'll, we'll li- definitely listen um, and try to do most of that. <clears throat> Some people made comments about the ending of the Texas death match where Adam Page takes the barbed wire and wraps it around the head of Adam Cole. Sean Ross Sapp puts on Twitter that he made basically, on Good Friday, he put a crown of barbed thorns on Adam Cole's head. I know he was going for the joke, but apparently some fans didn't see it that way and really took offense to it, or they just felt it was a good time to start trolling. Either way, uh, I feel like there's a huge reach. There's absolutely no way that they sat in the back and said, hey, today's Good Friday. You know what we need to do? Yeah, that's a great idea. I just don't see that happening. People are thinking way too hard on this shit. Um, I won't get into it, but I'd have to disagree on your last point. That they wouldn't sit in the back and do that. I could see him doing it just because. Yes, I could too. Now, I, again, we're not saying they did. I'm sure Rob right. is you know, the same as me. We're not saying they did. Because honestly, I think if you go back and look, it looks like he tries to wrap it around his face. Yeah, he just and couldn't get it, it to go. Right, and then he just kind of throws it on his head, mm. and it just sticks. Right. Um, but you know as well as I do, there have been plenty of instances where people have sat in the back and done completely tasteless stuff in the world of pro wrestling. Oh, sure. For nothing sure. more than to try and pop a crowd. Right, right. I mean, there's the the crucifixion of the Sandman. There's the crucifixion of Steve Austin. The kidnapping of Stephanie McMahon for a sacrifice. That's just to name a few. Yeah. Turning, turning America's GI Joe into a Iraqi sympathizer during the oh, Storm yeah. War. Yep, yep. How about Vince McMahon challenging God to a tag team match? That happened. 
<laughs> I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of other stuff out there that yeah, <laughs> you, you have a good point. And and I'm not, I don't know that I would take the position either of saying yeah they deliberately did or didn't, but. I just felt like people were just working way too hard for that. Bro, it's just a match. It's just, <laughs> they took barbed wire. They used it. Let it go. Just keep it moving. Yeah, but but again, though, that's that's the way they are now, right? We just You just yeah. made a point about the fans 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. You know? They, they Everybody now has a voice, and they think they have to voice it. No. You know, just because you're on Twitter, that doesn't mean that, you know, your your opinion, you know, matters to anybody. But then next thing you know, one troll says something, the next troll's got to chime in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it all the time. When some, I mean, it goes back to even like a wrestler posts a picture and be like, "Hey, look, I'm having a good day," and then people all got to be like, "Well, it's because you da 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 da," you know? Right. Or why should you? Do that? I'm like, like Brian said. Brian said it great. Just because you have a Twitter handle does not mean you're an expert. Right. It does not mean I should have to pay attention to you. And just because you tweet all day doesn't make you even more. Yeah, but and see I you know, don't get me wrong, I do like reading those though when I when I see them. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, like halfway through, you're gonna find some of the stupidest comments in the world. And you're like, Well, why you know, if if I could if I could control Twitter for a day, you would you would not be on Twitter no more because you're you're just so dumb. Again, referring <laughs> to the ECW post. Right, right. You know? Oh well, they didn't bleed when Seamus and and that, that guy, uh, Hagar and, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Love the spelling, by the way. Yeah. And, and there was a third one. They didn't bleed when they were in ECW. You just you just want to you you want to reach into your Twitter and like big hand come out the phone smack them <laughs> and you know keep ECW's name out your fucking mouth yeah it's almost a shame New Jack wasn't alive for that one he would look a person up go to their house and probably stab them or tase them yeah. for that kind of nonsense <laughs> walk out of the- Door the first thing in the morning, there's New Jack with a stapler. <laughs> so let's talk about this ECW thing. Yeah. What'd you say about Seamus? He wasn't even in ECW. <laughs> well, it's like I think that if if like going on what Brian said, if I ran Twitter or whatever, as soon mm-hmm. as somebody posts something stupid, I'd have that scene out of Billy Madison, that video <laughs> where the guy yes. comes and goes nowhere. In the last 15 minutes of your incessant <laughs> rambling, <laughs> did you scratch the surface of a relevant answer? <laughs> we award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And we are all dumber for listening. <laughs> Best part of that movie, I think. That might oh, actually I mean, be. But imagine, imagine somebody posts something like, ha, 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 and then just automatically, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes me wish your there comment has been deleted because Twitter. you're a moron. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Some of the stuff people say. Yeah, I mean, people just don't put a whole lot of thought behind what they're typing, and they just don't realize that it's. Oh wait, that's probably not the right thing. Oh well. 
No, you're wrong. You know how many of them probably sit there and they retype it, type it, retype it, type it, and then they sit back going, this is awesome. They hit send and the rest of the world's going, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Here's all the reasons why you should have not have tweeted this. <laughs> yeah. They should, again, get one of those automatic tweets going, your tweet has been deleted because, one, it was stupid. Two, you're a moron. Three. Yeah, I mean, so here, here, here's again to make my point, right? So I just flipped over Facebook, five posts down, WWE reportedly won two former stars back following their success in AEW. Of course, they're talking about FDR, right? Mm-hmm. Top one says, no, they're having too much fun outside the WWE. You know, they're wrestling other teams, yada, yada, yada. The first comment below that, better than being in a completely piss-poor managed company like AEW runs. <laughs> what? And the race is on. The race is on from there. Oh, I'm sure that somebody needs to just grab the popcorn because that comment section's about to be hot. Good Lord. Poorly That's why managed? nobody tunes Poor. in and they never broke their original viewer numbers. A poor management deep. company. <laughs> wait, right. uh, wait a minute. That I am so confused. <laughs> Are they sure they're talking about AEW? <laughs> Did they mean? Yeah, but it, they're 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 problems. They're they're such loyalists. Again, they, we've had the discussion. They're mm-hmm. not going to walk across the street to watch an indie show. Right. But they think they're qualified to discuss. Or they're the you ones know, that go to the shows and sit there and go, where's the pyro? This isn't like the WWE. Right, right. You know? <laughs> I, 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 would almost, I would almost bet you money that if you could poll some of these people, if they've ever been to an indie show, or if there was an indie show right across the street, would you go? Their answer would be no. Overwhelming majority of the, the 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 bobbleheads, the universe, sir. Yes, <laughs> it's a okay, universe. The universe. There it is. There. Okay, the universe. Well, well I, I mean, feel... it's yeah, universal re- idiots. Universal idiots. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like uh, we've said before. There's the people that watch wrestling to watch wrestling. They watch that. They watch any type of show just because they like the sport and the show that is wrestling. And then you have the ones that are WWE loyalists and the ones that are AEW loyalists and the ones that will hate whatever WWE does just because it's the WWE. And then you have the ones that hate AEW because I don't know, because they're idiots. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't matter, you know? And then you have the ones like Meltzer who sits there and just spews out shit. And then everybody's like, Oh, then you got the has-beens like Vince Russo. Who's like, who's commenting on something like anyone takes his opinion seriously in this day and time. He'd be the first account I'd block on Twitter if I owned it. It's amazing Hmm. to me to see the amount of people that just, just live off of their one moment, their 15 minutes. It really is. Isn't it amazing how many people that the WWE has made them to a point, you know, and now because they, it's cool to bash. They're like, oh, ha, 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 you know, it's like, 
Phil. Or it's like, oh, well, I, you know, like Vince Russo. Vince Russo is just an idiot. But it's cool to bash whatever. Then you got the crazy man, Jim Cornette, who just doesn't like anything. <laughs> Old man yells at Cloud. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, in one episode, I listened to the Jim, Cord- Jim Cornette experience. He's fussing. He's fussing that he has to go to the post office several times to mail all the packages that people keep buying. And then he thanks everybody for buying stuff off his website. <laughs> thanks for me making me have to go to the goddamn post office. I'm like, if you don't want to go to the, like, like <laughs> quit your bitching, man. So before I get us to uh, our, our, our new segment, our new test run. <laughs> I, I don't to think point- we're going there. You don't think so? You don't think we're going to make it? No, no, no. Because, I mean, we still have the huge announcement. That's true. We do have the huge announcement. One thing I did want to point out for Rampage, um, and this is is just something that hopped off the page to me, Robin, Renegade, and Ruby Soho, they pulled uh, Twin Magic out on uh, AEW. I had no idea that Robin and Charlotte Renegade actually existed, much less that they would even try this. But the the Owen Hart uh, Foundation Women's Tournament qualifying matchup was uh, actually quite entertaining, and it took both of them to try to do the the switcheroo two or three times, and they still couldn't get it done. I don't know why you would have switched them up so many different times, but at least it was funny. I'll give you that. Well, so you, I mean, you try and keep the fresh one in there. That's why you switch them up. Yeah, but I mean, if you do it like twice, once, all right, wow, whoa, they did it again. Now three times, you're like, all right, look, what are you doing? Maybe they were just blatantly taking a jab at somebody. Maybe they were poking the bear. Maybe that means we're going to get twin magic. <gasps> are you saying we're going to get the Bellas and the Renegades in the ring at the same time? <gasps> Let's do it. Yes! <laughs> Greatest idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just twin magic the whole match. <laughs> just keep switching out. Oh, my God. <laughs> just keep switching out. See Bryce Remsburg like, what the hell? Who are you? <laughs> or or they can have Robin Renegade and, and uh, you know, the other one just switch out one time. And then when, when they roll out, it's one of the Bellas. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Well, Brie Bella does go to a lot of the AEW shows, so yeah, we can, we'll, that would be awesome. We'll have screwed up Twin Magic. That would be hilarious. That would be absolutely hilarious. Don't put it past could you. Could you, could try could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. She goes in the ring. Next thing you know, Brie comes out the other side. Twin Magic! <laughs> Brie mode! <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I would even. I think I would even pop for that one. I'd be like, "This is the greatest twin magic moment ever." Con would do it. Then he'd have Danhausen to close out the segment, <laughs> <laughs> just to keep all the hijinks rolling. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Rob's Nyla over Rose. there. That's a dumb idea. <laughs> Nyla Rose and uh, Thunder Rosa had a, a nice little title match. Um, again. I think the the highlight of Saturday is Gresham and Dalton Castle. That's right, Saturday. I had it wrong earlier. It wasn't Friday. It was Saturday. 
Uh, Rampage, the big highlight, obviously, is the Texas Death Match. Um, and then Wednesday, there's a lot of different things that happened. But I feel like Samoa Joe and Suzuki was great. Punk and Penta was cool. And then Brian mentioned it. We find out <laughs> on, was it Sunday? Yeah, I think it was Sunday. We find out there's a major announcement coming from Tony yeah. Khan about this coming Wednesday. On Friday, maybe. They may have. They may have. Again, it, it all bleeds together with so much wrestling happening this past week. Um, but here, it, there's a lot of different rumors and scuttlebutt going on about this uh, announcement. Now, the big, big one is New Japan and AEW putting on a, a Supercard event. Brian, that's 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 your baby right there. That's your dream event. We're getting closer, but I want a true super card. I want like one of the classic old time super cards where they got like four or five federations at once. Well, you technically could because you know Khan owns Ring of Honor, so that's three. NWA that's Impact <laughs> and, yeah. and Impact. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there's your there's your event. <laughs> And trust yeah. me, it won't be much longer until Tony Khan buys another company. I, I I feel like this guy's got the bug. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy another one. What's uh What's the price for NWA? I'll buy that one. <laughs> no, I don't think you'll get NWA. I think you'd get Impact first. Oh, I bet you he'd get Impact cheap. NWA mm. was bought by the guy from Smashing Pumpkins because he's a wrestling fan. So mm-hmm. yeah, he ain't gonna give up his hobby. Yeah. He's not going to give up his man cave. <laughs> no, but uh, who owns uh, who owns Impact? Uh, Anthem Entertainment. Anthem, yeah. Mm-hmm. They might they might eventually give it up and go, but I mean, Anthem so, must have believed in Impact pretty well to buy a network just to put them on TV. Well, I don't think it, I don't think it was just off of that. I mean, I doubt to me that would be dumb. Be like, yeah, I believe in Impact enough to buy a TV stations. <laughs> you guys can air five nights a week if you want. Oh, just yeah. one night. Okay, <laughs> we got to give one night to Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> think the entire town of Aurora is watching. Yeah. <laughs> Aurora. <laughs> yeah, but I I mean who who couldn't be excited over a super show though? It'd be awesome. I mean the the possibilities are endless, so that that in and of itself <laughs> is huge. And with Omega out and at least so far <clears throat> he's out. You've got a lot of opportunity there. I mean Okada, who do you put him against? Daniel Bryan, or Brian Daniel, whatever he is now. <laughs> Brian Danielson, Daniel from Brian. There we go. Yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> <coughs> that uh, guy. See, Vince, this is why you don't change the names. Yeah, Just really. You, you screwed up our brains. Uh, <laughs> you got Moxley and Tanahashi. <clears throat> that's, gonna ha- that's happening before this possible yeah. show. That's, is that DC? That's DC. That show, by the way, is going to be freaking gigantic. I'm curious as to how well it will draw. It's almost all sold out. 
It may be sold out by now. I hope so. I hope it, it's at the same arena that Dynamite was at recently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gary Arena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely know what seats you don't want. <laughs> which which ones are those, Rob? I say we need one. If we're going to get those seats, we need the seats one row back. Oh, the one against the wall is the ideal one. And plus, <laughs> oh, yeah. realistically, you could see there it wasn't really a bad seat. It was just it was <clears throat> tight, tight, close, tight quarters. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was steep. Yes, that it was. Those steps were steep. I was surprised. I'm surprised they sold alcohol fall. up in our section. <laughs> Lord knows they'd had enough of it up there. Sheesh. With storytelling. And then don't don't forget, but what better what better way to unveil um Kushida leaving Oh yeah. Than to put him in a match. So I'm I'm not, you know, so naive where I would say that I don't know nothing about Koshida's uh New Japan days. But I can tell you that my familiarity with them was limited to whatever I could find on YouTube. I can also tell you that the gross mishandling of this guy's career when he got to WWE. Oh, wow. What a positive theme, right? It, this is a guy that now that he is free and clear. <clears throat> yeah, it makes perfect sense for him to show back up in New Japan. And uh, hey, you know, if that just happens to put him on this potential super card. Hell Yes. Hell yes. And I bet you you could probably get uh, Alex Shelley to get in there to get the time splitters back together. And why don't we just go ahead and run it all back and get Rapongi Vice back together? Let's do a tag match between them, them four. I'm in for that. It's, I mean, the match, like, this is crazy if you look at the matches. The Elite mm-hmm. finally takes on the Bullet Club. Which, if you can't pull enough hardcore fit, I mean, just go to Chicago. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll do it in Chicago. That's where we'll sell fifteen thousand seats. Yeah, yeah, that's where they're talking. Chicago, uh, June. What I put on the other day? What did I see? Like June twenty third or something, something like that. Yeah. See now you see why I get excited for a super show. I'm scrolling through. I can't find the date that you put in there. I want to say you was towards the end of June. There, there, there. The big thing tomorrow. Now the other the other big part of the rumor has been trios titles. Now Ring of Honor had six man titles, so it's not exactly out of the realm of possibility. Um, there's not been an announced TV deal for Ring of Honor, and then the third prevailing theory is a streaming service for AEW slash Ring of Honor. Yeah, but I, I mean, honestly, to me, like the streaming service is okay, but you could do that off TV. Um, the trios titles would be okay, but again, you could do that off TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, normally he doesn't miss too much on his... On his huge announcements. If, if it's not New Japan versus AEW, somebody's getting a karate chop. <laughs> You're going to have to travel down to Jacksonville for that one. Uh, it might just be the dog. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. You're like, come here, Solo. Innocent bystander. (laughs) (laughs) Then you get bit. Then we find out that you get rabies. I mean, it's it's dogs and cats living together. It's all mass hysteria. But again, I mean, they're working so closely together. They're working better together than Impact and AEW did. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the I, to me that's my pick. Who do you put Adam Page against? Oh, and so it, I mean, probably maybe they a do lot some. You could do with them. Maybe they do some like uh, interbrand matches and then branded matches. So maybe well, he defends I, against Cole again. Or yeah, but you know, uh, you know what I mean. You could, yeah, but you could honestly like put him with the Bucks, and you know, as part of the elite or you know the the Bullet Club that's not the Bullet Club no more, whatever. Or he could face Jay White. He, you know, you you know what I'm saying. Oh, him and Jay White would be good. Yeah, like I'd with be down him, for that. you could get a little. Yeah, you could get a little Bullet Club action, and not necessarily have him defend the title, but have them have them be in a higher profile type match. I'd want to see Osprey and Danielson. That's what I want to see. I don't know, man. I want to see. I think Okada and Danielson. Well, I'm I'm absolutely dead sure that their match would be amazing too, no doubt. Okay, and then, see that's one guy I think Danielson said he wanted to fight. He did. Was Okada. So, Rob, haven't heard from much from you on this. What are your thoughts on a potential super card between AEW and New Japan? I mean, it'll happen before we know it, right? I mean, they've been hitting at it for a while, and I think also that's maybe why, you know, um, New Japan's <clears throat> push to come to the U.S. has kind of backed off. You know, because before the pandemic, they were all like, we're going to debut a U.S. version of New Japan, you know? Right, um, right. New Japan strong. Right. Well, then they kind of backed off a little bit on it, and now you're seeing more and more of them crossing over. So it's just a natural, going to be a natural thing. They're going to they're going to unveil it and be like, boom, here you go. Mm-hmm. Wrestle yeah, Kingdom. Plus, oh no way! Oh my lord, dude. We might <laughs> would have to go to Wrestle Kingdom if it ever came to the states. Wrestle Kingdom in the states would have to draw at least fifty thousand. Wrestle Kingdom, double or nothing. No, yeah, but honestly, to think about it, Stan, it wouldn't because. Like, depending on the time, you could do it in the States and simulcast it over to Japan. Oh, and sure. And it would probably do. I mean, they do the same numbers. thing over there, you know. They, yeah. They do it there and then bring it over here, so. No, because that's like 3 o'clock in the morning. I can't stay up for that crap no more. What I'm saying is they've done it over there, so, I mean, I could see them doing a huge pay-per-view over here and saying – yeah. Partner with AEW, <coughs> pulling out all the stops. You can't tell me the super fan and Tony Khan wouldn't be like, "Yes, let's do it." I think it's coming. I mean, AEW partnered with New Japan to be streamed on New Japan World over 
uh, in Japan, if I if I remember right, is that right? Uh, they uh, they just announced their partnership with them <clears throat> recently to start broadcasting yeah. uh, Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're a natural fit, and you know, not to not to say like you you're gonna take down the WWE, mm-hmm. but you really want to punch them in the mouth. You combine the you know second and third biggest, or not combined, but you align the second and third biggest promotions in the world. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This could get interesting. Man, it's interesting. I'm I'm thinking of all of the different combinations of what we could see. And granted, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of coming and goings from from all companies lately, but just just on the surface, you've got, you know, Suzuki, Tanahashi, Okada, Ishii, um, uh, Naito Evil. Thank you. Jesus, I couldn't remember the damn name. There's so many people that, I mean, it's so interchangeable, too. That's the even cooler part. Not to mention, we could finally get Gorillas of Destiny versus the Bucks. Like, I've only been predicting for the past six years. What the hell? Mm-hmm. My luck, we still won't get that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because I think right... Uh... I don't know how you would get them. I think you'd probably get the Bullet Club versus the Bucks first. Yeah. Because the Bullet Club's trying to push into America big time now. Mm -hmm. Um, So you would probably get to see the Bullet Club showcase before the Gorillas. Excuse me. Well, and I then don't approve. forget you got uh, what's his name, um, Omega's partner, um, Kota Ibushi. Yeah, Ibushi. Yeah, yep. I don't know if he'll be back by then. I think he's hurt. But God, could you see? Could you imagine if like you had a Ibushi uh, versus Omega? Oh. See, I, I, I'm hesitant to mention Omega because of all of the surgeries that guy's been going through. But yeah, just the He'd possibility be versus Danielson. That would be awesome. I mean, the the different mixtures you can come up with there would be great. Yeah, the Golden Lovers versus, like, Danielson and uh, Okada. What? <laughs> what? And then, don't forget Osprey. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I'd love to see Mox nice. versus Naito. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely in for that. That would be a great one. Yeah. So that announcement will come to us uh, tomorrow night. Yep. Tomorrow night on Dynamite. I wonder if we open the show with that. Mm, God, see, if, if Tony needs to learn <clears throat> not to open the show with it, Tony needs to do it at the very end. Because if you do it at first, you're going to get people turning the channel, especially if it's not big enough. But if you do it at the end and you put a great main event prior to it, mm-hmm. then you'll get people that will at least watch you know, the final half hour or whatever. Well, I think that's a good thing. You put some teasers at the beginning. Hey, tonight we got a special announcement from Tony Khan. 
midway through. Don't forget, we got that special announcement, and then you get to your main event segment, and there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a bad call. I mean, because remember how many times did people remember that show that they had a couple months ago where he promised two unveilings or something? Oh and yeah. So <laughs> you know, we had one, and then everybody watched the whole thing, going, "Is that it? Was that it? Did I miss it?" That's so, true. You got to tease it all the mm-hmm. way through it because if you give it up, it's like that's surprised me on Raw <coughs> after Mania that they let Cody Rhodes come out first. You know, so it's just like the news channels. They're like, oh, they teased one story. It's like, ooh, I actually want to listen to that. Ah, oh, damn it! It's the fifth story after the third commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll learn, but you know, if it's like really like earth shattering, he should do it at the very end. I didn't know that the road dog had a podcast, but he says in his podcast that I'm still not a hundred percent sure that the Montreal screw job was all real. Wow. Road dog. Wow. Thanks buddy. Jesus. Yeah, but I'm, who is sure? I'm not sure. I mean, I thought it was pretty convenient that Bret Hart just happened to have a camera crew with him. Yeah. For a whole year. And then it ends with that. Hmm. I suppose you feel like we didn't land on the moon either. No, all I'm saying is back then during that time, Vince McMahon would have been clever enough to pull that off. Oh, definitely. At that point, he's like, we'll do whatever we got to do. Let's do this, Brett. You're going to go. Okay, fine. Let's do this. Yeah, hit me in the face. Hit me as hard as you can, Brett. (laughs) Yeah. Camera crew and nobody catches the punch. Right, right. Mysteriously, they can't get into this room. uh, Which one was it? Dave or Earl was like, yeah, it was a work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Scott Hall does it, too, during Dark Side of the Ring. It's like, uh, yeah, it was a work. That's what we all know. Brett doesn't want to admit it, but it was a work. (coughs) And then, you know, maybe Goldberg scrambled that part of his brain. (laughs) And now he can't So Brett has truly forgotten it was a work. (laughs) Oh, my God. That, we're going to hell for laughing at that, but that, that could possibly be <laughs> shit. Yeah. And then if Sean could see straight, he would be like, ah, that was all right. But he can't see. Is no. that you over there, Vince? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hunter, how's it going? Uh, you're talking to the wall, Sean. Shit. <laughs> I did it again. Uh, let's see. As we get ready to close out. Hey, you were right. We didn't make it to the uh, to the new thing. I'll have to give it a shot another day. Uh, Moon Knight, if you haven't had checked that, that, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. We could just say, hey, I don't want to do that. But no, no, no. We just got to stretch it. No, no, all right. All right. All, okay. 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 In all fairness, give us one of them. Just one of them. It's too late. I've already scrolled away from no, them. Just one. Just one. Give me just one. one. Yep. I swear to God, I know what you're going to do, but if I get to it and you do this, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> Miserable bastard. <laughs> I don't even want to read it, because I know if I do, Damn, I know what you're going to do. Read it. You haven't even said anything yet. Yeah, okay. read it. 
Jack Wagon. I don't know why blank is still actively wrestling. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. I don't know why. So does like D's not count? You bastard. (laughs) No, it doesn't count. (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, who's somebody? Does your mama count? Oh, oh, wait. Damn. Damn. No. Uh, Y'all are assholes. I just want you to know that. I come from a long line of apples. <laughs> oh, it's a real human centipede up there. We know. Uh, God, I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know who I would put in a blank outside of these nuts. Folks, folks, I sent them Vince these McMahon. on Sunday. Go. <laughs> that's Vince a good one. McMahon. Oh, yeah, Vince McMahon. There, that's a good one, Rob. I like Rob's answer, Vince McMahon. Why is I'm Vince sure McMahon actively wrestling? Yeah, there you go. That's a good and one. Why can a man who has as much money as him not have enough money to not show pit stains in his shirt when he takes his <sighs> jacket off? Wait, wait. No, there were, there has to be a blank in there. That's, that's like, why does blank? Wear t-shirts with pit stains. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are. And then Rob can say your that. mama, and I can say these nuts. <laughs> Why does these nuts have pit stains? <laughs> Ew! Now that's disgusting, and I'm gonna go vomit. <laughs> that's gonna do it for us here. Catch up with Fair Rob at Rob with double blanks. <laughs> oh my god. Catch up with Brian. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.